You are Locked On Bears, your daily Chicago Bears podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, everybody, welcome into Crossover Thursday here on the Locked On Podcast Network. It's Vikings Bears week, so let's get into the mud. <laughs> I am Luke Braun here. I'm from Locked On Vikings. Hello to Bears fans and Vikings fans here with Lauren Cox at Cox Sports one on Twitter of Locked On Bears of Locked On Justin Fields, as it were. <laughs> um, Lauren, how you doing, man? You know, you described it as mud, and that's that's about where this this season is. It's it's stuck <laughs> in the mud, and it's we're we're graciously approaching the end, but trying to keep an eye to the future, I guess. Many have described both of these franchises as stuck in the mud. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's talk about your stuck in the mud franchise first then. And I guess the first question I I mean, I don't know, give me the Justin Fields shtick. I loved him coming out of the draft. It seems like he was very not ready in the beginning of the season um and had all sorts of disasters. Is he can he set protections and do some of the basic stuff now or are we still are, are we worried? We're not worried. But let me rephrase. We're not worried about Justin. We we are worried about right. the offensive well, Nagy line sucks. Yeah, and that. Nagy and the receivers. Like, and that's that's kind of the big takeaway right now is that you know when he was thrown in there in Cleveland in week three, you know he had he had had about a week of practicing with the starters. Right. He was never with them in the preseason and training camp. So like he was not on the same page as his receivers. His offensive line was still getting used to like how to block to, for a quarterback that moves instead of Andy Dalton. So like there was a, a lot of not only just like learning curve of teammates, but then of course, you know, just being a rookie going against Jaday Van Clowney and, and Miles Garrett was, was rough for him too. So, sure. that, so a lot of that was, was understandable. And we solely saw him ramp up and put together some really impressive performances, like finishing really strong against the Steelers, for example, right before their bye week drove down and had a big touchdown scoring drive that gave them the lead with like two minutes left. Their defense blows it, the Bears lose the game, and we kind of it, it kind of gets glossed over in the grand scheme of things. But like he's doing the really difficult things that for any quarterback, but especially a rookie quarterback, the, the downfield throws, tight windows, extending plays, clutch moments. The talent, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's, it all that shines through. So like it's just been some of like the littler, easier things of like footwork in a pocket on a three-step drop on quick throws, right? He's never been a quick rhythm passer. And so like... Getting him sort of settled into those things, being on the same page as far as timing and anticipation with receivers, there's been ups and downs in that and maybe some protection stuff here and there. But I do think some of that has been, a lot of that has been bad offensive line, injured and now bad wide receivers. Mm -hmm. and, And they've had a good running game when they actually stick to it and don't abandon it. Yeah, I want to talk about the receivers. Obviously, the the line has been an issue in Chicago for a good bit, but the receivers, like, look, Darnell... Mooney has a, an explosive player to a game, but what happened to Allen Robinson? Uh, is he like, where, where has he gone this year? So he was definitely struggling. Then he was hurt. And now he's just coming back from injury. So that, that'll, that's okay. still a factor at this point where like, we're not hundred percent sure. I guess we're not sure if he is 100% with the hamstring thing, but prior mm. to that, it, it incredibly low production from him. And yeah. it, it's felt like he hasn't been quite on the same page with Fields, where that's where been, there's been like the miscommunication type throws, where he, you know he either expects the choice ball, routes where one goes the wrong way. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Or leading him a little bit too far forward because you expect him to be a step faster because you're just not you're just not quite on mm-hmm. that muscle memory type level with a player. But then also like I saw one of the analytics accounts I don't remember which one tweeted out uh, route percentages and Allen Robinson runs the highest percentage of curl routes of any wide receiver in the NFL. Oh, yeah, like, I saw all that. It, it's a yeah. scheme thing where he's just he's not being used nearly enough as a vertical downfield receiver. That that's become Darnell Mooney's role and it's why Darnell Mooney has thrived, but it's also a big part of why Robinson hasn't been phenomenal. And then there's also been some very legitimate questions about his his effort 
on some plays and whether or not mm. he's finishing routes running hard, whether or not he's We're blocking losing the hard. locker room. There's definitely there's definitely an aspect <laughs> of that. And after two years of being lowballed in negotiations and then dealing with Nagy and not necessarily being in love there, it's some of it's understandable, even though you know you don't want your number one wide receiver to do that ever if you can avoid it, but like I get it too. Looking forward to his revenge arc with the Packers. That'll be really fun. Uh, let's switch to the defensive side. Look, Nagy's doomed, right? Like, I yeah. don't even want to. He's doomed. It's and it's fine. And I don't know. Maybe we'll talk on the next next time we talk. We'll we'll talk about how the next offense will affect Justin Fields. But let's talk about what happened to the Bears' defense. I mean, obviously, you lose Khalil Mack, and that sucks. And, and they've had injuries and stuff. Jalen Johnson seems like he's coming into his own. But I thought like the the Bears have for the longest time had this, this elite secondary. And it seems gone? Well, yeah, the problem is they, they came into week one with their plan A is Jalen Johnson and we'll see, right? I mean, that was that was the right. plan this like season. Artie Burns or something. We yeah. talked about that before the season. Yeah, and Artie Burns did not start. He started on the bench behind a man, a, an A-plus name, Kendall Vildor, a former fifth-round pick. <laughs> Vildor has yeah, since been— Yeah, I loved him coming out. Yeah, and Vildor has since been benched for Artie Burns because Vildor played so poorly, and now Burns is not oh, good. not playing well either. Slot slot cornerback was Duke Shelley, their sixth-round pick, was not playing well, and now he is hurt as well. So they've been—they had Xavier Crawford, an undrafted free agent in there. They went with a safety, Marquis Christian. They went with another safety, DeAndre Houston Carson. Last week, they, they were down oh, two, two of those to injuries to where Eddie Jackson was your slot cornerback to finish the Packers game because they just—they had— very limited other choices at that spot. They just had to bring in a different safety. And Jackson himself has been a, a pretty strong disappointment this season. Has not been making plays on the That's ball. So interesting. He just got, he recorded his first pass breakup last week. He had zero PDs, zero interceptions, zero times he had touched the football on defense, other than you know and tackles. And he does miss a lot of tackles, but we knew that even when he plays well. So it's like. Everyone other than Jalen Johnson has been a massive disappointment on the back end. And then, then you've had, like you said, you mentioned injuries. Khalil Max on IR. Akeem Hicks has been missing a lot of time. Um, Ro- Roquan Smith missed the last game, and he's been kind of injured in and out of the lineup now, too. So it's it's been a rough mix all around. Is uh, is Akeem Hicks going to play? Um, that is like the one name that strikes fear into every Vikings fan's heart because he kills us every single time. I know you're, we're both having our COVID issues. No Eddie, Eddie Goldman. Um, and then somebody else too. But is Akeem Hicks going for this game? Coin flip at this point. They, they he, okay. he was optimistic or intending to try and be back last week for the Packers game. It was a, he was a late scratch on like Saturday morning. They have, they downgraded him to out from I think questionable from where was where he started. And so they just kind of said he wasn't quite ready yet. So presumably he wants to be ready to go for this Vikings game. But we thought he might be back last week. So it's it's hard to say for sure. But trending in at least the right direction there. But they definitely need sure. someone else on the defensive line because it's been pretty lackluster up front. Yeah, that's interesting because it's uh, maybe the extra day will help on uh, on Monday night. But I guess that all comes up, especially if you're a DFS player, because if you're a DFS player and you're thinking, do I start Dalvin Cook? Do I start Wayne Gallman or whatever? That is the kind of thing you got to watch. I don't like DFS because it is always kind of you against a gigantic market of like a thousand people and a bunch of sharps and people who do this for a living. And so it's impossible to get anywhere on that unless you go for like the crazy corner cases. I just don't like that game. If I want to play DFS, I want to play straight up. And that is the glory of Stat Hero. Stat Hero lets you play one-on-one versus the house. You set your lineup and you just have to beat the house and they tell you what their lineup is ahead of time. It is a fantastic way to play 
DFS. And to me, it saves the whole game. So sign up for free right now at stathero.com slash locked on and use promo code locked on for a 100% deposit match. That's stathero.com slash locked on promo code locked on for a 100% match. Stathero.com slash locked on promo code L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N terms and conditions apply. Luke, every time we do one of these crossovers with Bears and Vikings, certainly we always agree. We always tend to agree a lot, and we always try and fight a little bit. But but the other thing, the other thing that comes <laughs> Come to on, mind, let's fight. Let's, <laughs> let's fight. Let's, let's well, be a rival. <laughs> well, it's like I. Every time we do one of these, I, I try to. I'm trying to understand the Minnesota Vikings, and I. I just. Same. Every time we come into these games, it's like, how did this team beat the Packers in Week 11? And then lose to the Lions in Week 13. Like, what? What is this team? How is this team? Why okay. is this team? Okay, I'll tell you exactly how this game goes. I have made this call on like three, four weeks in a row and been correct. They are the weirdly the most consistent team ever. It just doesn't matter who the opponent is. They are going to scream out to at least a two-score lead in the in the opening part of the game, including a pretty good opening script. The Vikings been good at that. Around halftime, end of the second quarter, they will dissolve, especially in the two-minute drill at the end of the half. They will embarrass themselves, letting the Bears back into the game. The Bears will go into halftime being, okay, we're in this. We can do this. We can make the comeback. By the end of the third quarter, the lead will have entirely evaporated. It'll go back and forth from there, and it'll come down to the final play. Every single game but one. That we are, Like 12 of the 13 games they have played can be described that way, um, or at least close to that way. It's unreal. They just don't have that that step on your throat killer instinct. Even when they did step on a team's throat, like against the Steelers, they were up 29-0, and even that lead evaporated. So they don't have that. They kind of choke it away. They've got choke in them. And that, you know, when, when their back's against the wall, they don't choke as much. But when they have it in, in hand and it's supposed to be easy, then they start doing penalties. They'll do a dumb interception. It, it's, you know, name your disaster. It'll happen to them. Well, the Bears have certainly had their opportunities to choke the season. So this is going to be a fun back and forth of who can, who can actually kind of like finish <laughs> oh, yeah. a game. There's so, definitely going to be some nobody wants to win this game tweets. I was just going to say, you win. No, 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 you win. It's your yeah. game. It's your game. <laughs> well, but like, so like take me through this Vikings offense for a sec. Like, sure. Kirk Cousins, yes, he's been, he's having another like really strong, efficient season. And like, of course, Dalvin Cook is great. And they've got two great wide receivers. And like, it's a young offensive line. Why, why, why are they, I mean, I guess there are, there are top 10 offense. Like, but why is that not, why, why is that not enough? Why? How do they still get some of these like dumb? Whether it's a dumb, because like Kirk's only thrown like five picks, but it just seems like yeah, they find well, a new bunch ways. of them were like tips and stuff. Too. Yeah, yeah, um, that's true. Like Kirk's been really, really good at protecting the ball, which is not always the case for him. So that's been nice. He's been fine. Um, he's been a little check downy. He's missed some deep opportunities, left some meat on the bone, as it were. Um, but he's largely been pretty good. Um, the wide receivers, I mean, you got Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen's dealing with a high ankle sprain. I don't know if he's going to play in this game. I would probably lean no, but I, don't, I have no idea. Um, and then you have there, they actually have a wide receiver three in KJ Osborne, who has been sort of a revelation. He's a second year guy who was nobody last year. He was terrible last year. Worked out with all the LSU guys from Justin Jefferson, like through Justin Jefferson, but Jarvis Landry, Odell, all the LSU receivers all work out together in the offseason. Osborne learned some stuff there and came back as a totally viable wide receiver. So he's going to also a kind of a guy. Um, you have this running game, of course, Dalvin Cook. There is no Alexander Madison for his for this game. He's on COVID IR, um, and he's got the mandatory 10 days because he's unvaccinated. So no Madison, but you'll have Wayne Gallman probably taking that over. And then uh, Kenny Wongu, who's mostly a kick returner, might get some run. He's a 4-3 guy. Maybe they do a gadget thing. 
Um, and then the offensive line has been playing a little bit better. We got to see uh, Christian Derisaw, the first round tackle, dealing with an ankle injury right now. So I don't know if he's going to play. Um, but otherwise, Ezra Cleveland has kind of come into his own a little bit more as a guard. He's still meh. Um, Garrett Bradbury is on a bit of a hot streak. He's had a couple of good games in a row, but he had some bad ones earlier and he almost lost, kind of lost his job to Mason Cole, but then didn't when Mason Cole took over at right guard when Christian Derrissaw. And so they've, they've had a whole bunch of shuffles, but the O-line's on a hot streak right now. Um, but the real problem is I think like the biggest, most consistently bad thing is play calling to me. Um, the, the structure of the offense with Clint Kubiak, <laughs> yeah. Uh, with, with Clint Kubiak is a little pedestrian, I would say. And a, a lot of times way? it is over-schemed, which is a thing you get from young offensive coordinators a lot. He tries to scheme out everything. Um, and, you know, he, he there's a lot of quick smoke screens and a lot of quick throws, you know, now routes. And uh, there's not a lot, uh, not nearly enough, at least, in the passing game of line up and beat you. Um, it's a lot of cutesy stuff and a lot of, you know, the bootlegs all are naked bootlegs. So they are not, you know, they're leaving a guy unblocked. So if you've played a naked bootleg before, you can kind of blow up that bootleg and it's sort of relying on the scheme to do all the work instead of letting the players do the work. That has held the Vikings back tremendously on offense. That sounds, yeah, Bears fans, Bears fans can relate to Vikings fans on, on a lot of those types yeah. of things. Not that the Bears have the players to necessarily let them line up and win, but certainly when you got Jefferson and Thielen, you don't need to be too fancy in that regard. Uh, real quick, th- this Vikings defense, I know they're, they're sort of near the bottom of the NFL, and they've got, it seems like, a pretty glaring yeah. lack of pass rush with, you know, with Daniel Hunter and, and um, uh, Everson Griffin Everson both Griffin, out, yeah. and... But then, like the secondary hasn't been phenomenal either. I mean, it, what what do, you, what do you what do you do there? At least at cornerback spot. What what did what do you do there if you're the Vikings defense? I mean, what 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 do you hang your hat on? It, it, yeah, it's it's been tough. Um, the the scheme, I think. I think it's kind of the mm-hmm. opposite, where they they've been more or less well called defense. They always are with Zimmer, except for a couple of times. I like the Cooper Rush game was a disaster. But <laughs> um, Sheldon Richardson has moved to edge, and it's been kind of a revelation. That's been mm-hmm. fantastic. Um, the interior of Michael Pearson, Dalvin Tomlinson is very stout. Um, Eric Kendricks and Anthony Barr are still those guys. Harrison Smith is still who he is. Um, the corners just get picked on sometimes, and it's not Patrick Peterson. It's it's Bashad Breland, or B- Breland's been in and out of games sometimes. Um, so then it becomes Cameron Dantzler or Chris Boyd, the depth guys, and they'll just get picked on. They play really soft. They they don't have a lot of confidence as corners, so they'll play off. They'll play kind of scared of stuff. They'll overcommit to pre- preventative things, and then they'll give up 12-yard completion right in front of their face. Um, it's just kind of soft technique, and it's kind of everybody but you know Patrick Peterson who plays aggressive and sticky. Um, but then you get to the rest of the guys and they just don't have the confidence to do that. They're too worried about double moves or getting beat deep or anything. And so they, they will, it's bad decision-making I think at cornerback. Um, and that has, has really messed them up. It's also, they, if you removed the last two minutes of halves, the Vikings defense would be like top three. Like (laughs) Like it's insane how much it's the last two minutes of each game. Like there are multiple games where more than half of the points that they gave up our last two minutes of each half it's unreal and that's some of that's just crumbling under pressure some of that's doing weird preventy stuff like what they did against the lions when they lost to the lions <laughs> again uh some some real familiarity there and, and and soft soft coverage from soft cornerbacks is never a good thing but you know what is good when it's soft is your socks when they have nice a, an order from a place like our friends at stance.com because they make soft comfortable socks and underwear but it's more than just the feel it's the look too 
And it's that combination that I don't think you could find at a lot of other places because not only do they care a lot about making sure that you have a comfortable product on your feet or I guess around your uh, your waist and your you know, your, your important parts just down, down <laughs> below the belt. But the, but also, you know, they want you to be able to show off some of your style and show off some of who you are. And so they've got some great licensing partnerships with, you know, Wu-Tang Clan, Marvel, DC, Star Wars, The Office, Harry Potter. I mean, it's, it's, it's a wide variety for everybody. Plus, just like cool designs, too, if you don't want to be like too specifically branded. But you do want something that's regular, then you're just plain old boring black or white socks. That's why you got to head over to stance.com because they believe that the perfect fit matters more than fitting in. That those who feel good do good. So go see for yourself. Register for an account at stance.com and get 15% off your first purchase. Just use the promo code locked on at checkout to apply that 15% off discount. Enjoy the color and comfort of a life less ordinary with Stance. No surprise that the Minnesota Vikings are the betting favorites over the Chicago Bears at betonline.ag. A big primetime game. Everyone will be paying close attention. Bears plus three and a half is the current line. The, the money line straight up has the Bears plus 165, Vikings minus 190, and the over-under set at 44 and a half. Maybe the points at the end of each half are going to go a long way towards flipping that point total one way or another. But if you want to get some, some bets down and make this game that much more exciting, BetOnline is going to be the number one spot for all of our sports action. Not only professional football, but soccer, hockey, tennis, baseball, boxing, UFC, even your favorite Vegas casino games, all online at the number one place we trust. So don't wait to take advantage of all their amazing offers, including the one from us. Sign up today for a free account. Enter in our promo code Locked On, and you're going to receive a free 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's them giving you free money to play with at BetOnline where the game starts. This game starts for me with both of these defenses, Luke, trying to get out of their own ways and trying yeah. to uh, just trying to kind of limit, limit the damage so their offense can kind of get into this sort of shootout mentality. And it seems to kind of come into the late game stages for the Vikings, as you have said. Uh, do, you, do you get much of a sense of like, you know, why those situations are, are where they fall apart because we've seen the Bears do a similar thing at the end of games too where it's just like they, they get a late lead and, and against the Steelers and they let Ben Roethlisberger climb back in and it happened against the Ravens too that they, they scored these late touchdowns whether it's Fields or Dalton and for whatever reason the defense you know the coverage is a little bit softer and more you know off to maybe give up yards but try right. and hold which the red you do zone, at the end of a game yeah right like that's just how you play it at the everybody plays it that way at the end of the game but it's, yeah yeah it's how much do you commit to that at what point do you try to go make a play um like most frustratingly if you watch the end of the vikings lions game which as a bears fan if you would like to delight in vikings misery go for, go do that mm-hmm. um watch that last drive and ask yourself at what point did the lions do something that the vikings contested <laughs> everything was free. Everything was like everything was yeah. they backed off and said, we'll take this eight yard completion. But there was a minute 50 left in the game. And even though the Lions had no timeouts, that minute 50 is more than enough time. Um, so, th- yeah, th- there that is really frustrating. But for me, more of it is miscommunications at critical moments. And that's the why I say they have choke in them. Um, and also, I, I should probably I didn't mention enough about their run defense has been really, really bad this year, even though I said like the players are stout and stuff, but they've got a lot of depth and rotational players that are now, I mean, in a lot of cases, they've been the starters because of guys getting hurt or on COVID or whatever. Um, but like DJ Wanham, he is a marked man in the run game. You can wash him out and run right at him because he just isn't isn't bulky enough. He's been a little better at pass rush. He's been better at blowing up like screens and stuff, but 
in the run game, he is a marked man. And, you know, somebody like Nick Vigil has been over-aggressive. Um, and, yeah, they, they've been able to kind of wash out the, uh, the the backups whenever they go in. And look, like, Michael Pierce is like, I don't know, 582 pounds? Like, he can't play the whole game. So you're going to have those opportunities if you do want to get Khalil Herbert going. Um, I think he's going to have, like, a high over-under on bet online probably in this one. Well, I would say... Khalil Herbert hasn't been doing a whole lot right now. It's been they've been back to the David Montgomery show fully. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. Then I mean, he's killed us a million times. Yeah. yeah well, and it's gonna, that's like the, the the Bears will be able to run the ball if Matt Nagy can be disciplined and like Peyton Manning says, don't get bored. They, you'll be able to run the ball. Well, and that's the that's the problem, right? It's like last week against the Packers, David Montgomery got the ball nine times in the first half and was averaging four and a half yards per carry, and he got one carry in the second half, and they were up at halftime. They were leading at halftime, and. I mean, obviously, they blew the lead early in the third quarter, and things kind of fell apart from there. And when you're losing, you don't want to run the ball that much, as much because you need to be able to pass to kind of keep back in the game. But it's it's been such a, a frustration point for this Bears offense that that they haven't been able to just, like, consistently stick with that running game for four quarters and, you know, like, help your rookie quarterback with a strong running game right. and, and more play action and all those different things. So it's it's definitely – I mean, both of these both these fan bases are coming in quite frustrated. It's just – I guess one of them gets to come in at 6-7 and seven and still in the playoff hunt and yeah. not elim- – a Game out of it, baby. <laughs> not eliminated from the NFC North contention either. The Bears officially were, but the Vikings are still hanging in there. So, like – you know, obviously the the Bears are favored by, or excuse me, the Bears are underdogs. The Vikings are favored by three and a half. Do you, given the the late game uh, variety that you've seen from the Vikings, I mean, it, and the, the, the yeah, where's your where's your confidence level heading into a game like this? I guess. So I I mean you know the Bears Vikings Soldier Field game is always a big old slop fest. So exactly. we hate this game. Yeah. We for years and years and years. And now look. Two and two the last four years. So the Vikings have sort of been able to figure out the curse of this one. But, uh, the, like, it's just so in our heads. And it's in the players' heads, too. They, they'll deny it till they're blue in the face. But there's no way it's not in their head. Um, so I, I'm never, ever confident in this one. Like, I think, would you say it was a plus 160 money line? I might go to bet online and slam that. Yeah. Just to, just to hedge emotionally. <laughs> but it's always going to be a slop fest. And it's always going to be a messy game. This is never our best game. And what I want to see from, like, I want to see the Vikings go into Soldier Field and beat a team that's already eliminated from the division. Like, they should. go beat up the Bears. Like, if you want to be taken seriously, this is a game you should go win convincingly. But they haven't been able to beat anybody convincingly, except, I guess, the Seahawks, which, that's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Arif. Oh, man. <laughs> okay, I have a question for you, sure, though. Yeah. So, uh... Nagy's not long for this world, right? There's no no way he lasts after this season. Uh, Who, as a person who wishes ill upon the Bears, who don't I want to be the coach? Who should I be like, nah, not that guy, please? So it's tough because this seems like a down part of the the coaching cycle in terms of like coordinators all kind of have their... They're they're either too fresh or they're they've got some warts now and it's like I'm not not feeling great about a lot of them. There's some you know some retread guys that maybe could deserve a second chance. The the pipe dream for the Bears is like trade for Sean Payton or oh my god or or Pete Carroll <laughs> if, if if the Seahawks fire Pete Carroll or or maybe if they just mutually part ways okay. and say you know what Russell Wilson's leaving we're just gonna blow this up. Carroll doesn't want to reboot that way, but hey go take Justin Fields sure like I mean like maybe Jim Harbaugh because I mean he was so successful in the NFL but yeah. it was so bad at Michigan for a little while here and just having this one good year and maybe yeah. he doesn't want to leave. Although uh, many I've heard from multiple people that 
Jim Harbaugh's dream job would be to be the head coach of the Chicago Bears. Like, Michigan was a big one for him, but, like, his number one dream job, he's told people for years before he even came to Michigan that his dream job would be the head coach of the Chicago Bears. So, like, Michigan fans will tell you, no, he's not leaving, but maybe, just maybe. But it's like, other than that, I mean, Kellen Moore from Dallas, he's a little little raw at this stage. or Yeah, he's green for me. Or, but. you know, Brian Dable, but they're kind of having some some rocky times in Buffalo. Or you know, like, you it, it would feel so weird for Chicago to go for another, like, offensive whiz kid from college. You yeah. Know? Or, like, offensive whiz kid like, like Kellen Moore. Because that's what Nagy was supposed to be. He was supposed to be this, like, scheme junkie. Um, it'd be really weird to like go back to that the uh, weirdest, like back to that well again you know the weirdest one for me other than like eric bien would be weird but like doug peterson yeah. is one that peter bukowski keeps pointing out to me from lockdown packers i mean <laughs> super winner out there but but i mean it's it, it's so close to naggy i just i don't i don't know if ownership likes the perception of like hey we're gonna just try the same i mean he's won a super bowl though it's not like naggy coming in as this fresh face right. like he's he's been a head coach and won a super bowl with with nick Foles, who's still going to be on the roster next year so like you know, maybe, but right, none of those options are like are great. That's <laughs> Nick the, Foles Bears. They just can't quit him. His full his contract is fully guaranteed next season. So either they pay him that, or they pay, they pay him that to be there, or they pay him that to cut him, or pay him that to trade him to another team. But like, he's 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 still hanging on. So it's it is a, a weird it's a weird coaching cycle. And I guess I'll, I'll turn it back to you. Like if the Vikings real quick, like I know we're going a little long here, but like if the Vikings miss the playoffs, I mean we, we've talked about this. Is Zimmer going to be fired? Yeah, it's conversation. Over. If they if they miss the playoffs, I think they blow the whole thing up if they miss the playoffs because that'll be three of four years with Kirk Cousins. Who I mean, you come off the 2017, make it to the NFC Championship, and you say, okay, we just need you know we we upgraded at quarterback. We're, this is a Super Bowl team, and you miss the playoffs three out of four years, and the year you make it, you're a six seed. Uh that yeah that that that's that means the build didn't work. It, is it, a, it has been a failure. And that I, I do think that then they blow everything up and we're looking for a GM. Like we're looking oh, for sure. a, a coach. We're we're going the whole nine year or if it, if it were me at least, I don't know. But I I don't see like the Wilfs wanna be the Steelers. Mm-hmm. They wanna be the Roonies. Um so like they'll if they're gonna do it, they'll do it. And then they will basically like they'll they'll point to Mike Zimmer and say, Look, this dude got eight years. You come here, you you have time. We will be patient with you. And they kind of have a leg to stand on there. So that's that's like the way that I think they would approach it, where they go, look, we're not going to do a weenie little rebuild on the fly thing. We're not going to bring in some lame duck, you know, Steve Wilkes to be there for a year. We're just going to say, you know, we're not going to do the Mark Tressman thing. We're going to say, here's our build. Here's like, bring in people. What's your vision? Go execute it. And we won't even think about getting rid of you for four years. So if you go nine and eight and make the seventh seed let's run it back again with kirk cousins and zimmer let's do it again (laughs) it's working i mean look if they win that game which by the way i've been striking fear into the heart of peter bukowski because he's going to be the two seed the vikings are going to be the seventh seed and they're going to play the most cursed game on nickelodeon ever (laughs) (laughs) mr Mr. Bisky almost made the cursed most cursed nickelodeon game last year but it'll be tough MVP kirk cousins we're trying to make it happen yes uh (laughs) but no like we're that if they like win a game and they go like prove that they belong in the playoffs, then that does kind of prove that maybe we should keep this around. If they if they do what the Bears did last year, they sneak in the stupid seven seed and then they play an entirely uncompetitive game, and it's like, all right, yeah, you made it because they expanded the format, but this still counts as not really, and we're not. We're, I don't think they're going to be fooled by technically making the playoffs. I think you have to prove that you belong there. Uh, Bears ownership was fooled by technically making the playoffs. They 
all, all offseason yeah. said, hey, right. made, Matt they just Nagy's, made a huge mistake right next to you. Don't make the same one. Yeah. Matt Nagy's made the playoffs two of the last three years. They kept saying, we believe in the direction of this franchise and these <laughs> and these men to lead our organization. That's that's the, that's the state of the Chicago Ryan Bears. Pace. Maybe these two teams will both be competing for head coaching candidates against each other, bringing them in for interviews and all that stuff this offseason. I'm sure we'll, we'll circle back at some point. What, hey, we have a second crossover to still do yeah, later we gotta this talk season. Next time. So we'll, we'll see where these Hopefully two teams Hopefully it's are a at. meaningful game. Yeah, we'll, see, we'll see if both teams still have their head coaches in that game. I mean, you, you never know yeah. what to go down between now and then. For but sure. I guess for Luke Braun from Lockdown Vikings, I'm Lauren Cox from Lockdown Bears. That's going to do it for this crossover podcast. Tune back in tomorrow to Lockdown Vikings and Lockdown Bears for more of that daily news analysis of your favorite NFC North teams. And until next time, uh, keep it locked right here on the Lockdown Podcast Network. Podcast Network.